millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. I shook it up for you. Yeah. You were surprised. Yeah. Andy, you have to keep it fresh and fun for yourself. Uh, is that not the essence of comedy? Changing tempos, changing energies. That's really it. <laughs> Doesn't matter what the fuck you say in the middle of it. Just change the energy and change the tempo between different things and you'll get a laugh. <laughs> well, thanks for reducing my life's work to a change in tempo. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. You're looking good today. Oh, am I? See? <laughs> change the tempo. I went slow. <laughs> you laughed. You laughed. I proved it. Okay, I guess you did prove that's all comedy is. Everyone try it in your in your daily life, okay? Try it today and notice how many times a change in emphasis or tempo causes laughter. And I want you to report back. Send it right an Instagram story at couple three pot and then you have to say how many times it worked. <laughs> Uh, how are you? You're in the you're in the middle of a cleanse right now. This is day three, right? I'm on day three of a five day cleanse, and it's just like it's like I have to not my body, my brain and my body have to be disconnected for <laughs> me to function. And it's so funny because all the things that I'm having in the cleanse, you know, they're obviously supposed to be like healthy foods, whole. It's not even foods, you guys. It's an array of powders that you mix with like <laughs> almond milk or water. There is a super porridge and something called cookie butter that I do really like. But it just, I'll just tell you. Where are these powders from? Are you When you say an array of powders, they're ingested? Or are these like Bolivian powders? <laughs> Bolivian mean? fun powders? What are you, that you... you what, so like, a, like powder broth, you add hot water, right? Okay, okay. So they're going in your mouth. Or like... Not your nose. Yeah, they're going in my mouth. I mean, my God, you couldn't have a cleanse that went through your nose. I don't know. You could, you could clean out your system on cocaine, I guess. Yes, you're probably right. Have you ever? I've never done it. Me neither. Life. That's why I'm like, well, probably. And then like, you know, or I put some stuff 
mix it with almond milk. They're like teas, lattes, a superfood elixir. Lunch and dinner are broths. Mm. I have been adding spinach and a little bit of white meat chicken to my broths because they say you can add greens and or protein mm-hmm. as needed because you are not meant to feel hungry. But they don't realize that they're saying that to somebody who eats breakfast pasta a lot. <clears throat> so of course I'm hungry. But look, I've never been able to stick to anything before. So the fact that I can do this or I am doing it is pretty. I'm just if I can make it through day five, y'all. That's it for me. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. You were even kind enough to go eat dinner in the back room <laughs> <laughs> last night. <laughs> you were like, I'll go in the back with my food. And yeah, I was like, so thank you, you. I can't see solids. I can't see my gnocchi and green beans. <laughs> yes. Uh and I support like I don't I can't tell whether this is like pseudoscientific kind of like California hippie homeopathy crap yeah or not but the fact that you're using it not to like not like I'm gonna slim down on this but more right. like to interrupt the fact that you are just eating breakfast pasta for every <laughs> meal <laughs> it ceases to be breakfast pasta when it's right, uh, right. every other meal too yeah and just kind of like maybe reset to a healthier kind of yeah lifestyle yeah. it's i mean this thing it's not even that. called a cleanse it's called a reset and that's definitely how i am using it it's called chroma k-r-o-m-a if you're into it guys again it what i do like even though yes of course it's like not a paid I, advertisement by the i know way. as i said like broths or whatever right but at least like it feels like whenever I start to get a little hungry, there is a powder for me. <laughs> and so I can like always make myself a little something. Mm-hmm. Like I just had a little smoothie. So anyway, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. But you know what I can't do? I cannot think about what foods I will eat when mm. this cleanse is over. Well, because you can't go back to the... It's, it's, exactly. You just wasted five days. But you just made like, yourself miserable for five days if you go back to... But not even just miserable. Like, for, like if I go back, it's more like... It makes it harder to do what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot think about food of any kind. And you did have us having lunch with some friends yesterday mm-hmm. when I was on day two of this cleanse. And, and solidarity, I had soup for lunch. Yeah, but it was at least real soup with a bagel chip. And it's not about solidarity. I had to sit across from a carnitas omelet and a steak salad. And I said, can I live? And the man who loves you ate soup. You love soup. But I didn't want soup then. Oh, really? Yeah, I ate it out of solidarity with you. Wow, that is, that's so much. I can't believe you did that. I'm not a soup for lunch guy. I'm a soup for dinner guy. (laughs) You have your breakfast pastas. I have my dinner soups. Breakfast pastas and dinner soups. Oh, God. It's so nice to know, like, what we'll be like when we're old. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we don't have any surprises coming. Uh -uh. No, just a guy eating (laughs) dinner soups with a little baguette yeah that's that's what it is yeah the mask has been taken off the next 60 years <laughs> honey i do that shit seven years ago the way you be acting i'm like uh-huh i see now andy uh-huh. i believe we have some updates some suggestions oh yes so um when we give advice on the show two things we love one is updates from the people who originally called in of course the second thing is people who have a different take on the advice we've given you know so maybe someone who's had first person experience with Mm -hmm. what we're talking about maybe they have like a different angle on it mental health professional whoever's coming in with something that's surprising and useful we get a lot i want everyone to know we can't play them all and i can't read them all i listen and read them all i need everyone to know that yeah you are heard you're heard 
So this first one, though, is an update. Do you remember Brian Simpson's episode? Brian yeah. Simpson, your fellow stand-up season three on Netflix. We live. Um, and uh, in his episode, this is from early December, uh, a caller called in and said uh, they, they had dated a sociopath. Mm-hmm. They broke up. Mm-hmm. And she did a lot of work on herself and is now in a new relation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this new relationship, he checks off every box on her list. However, mm. this is the turn. Always a turn. turn. There's a big red flag. She gets the feeling that he's not actually like this and that he's, quote, I think I'm quoting this correctly, using the relationship to prove he's a good guy. Yes, 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 yes. Like, this is my take on it. Someone in a previous relationship called out this guy for being a shit bird. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to show them. Right. I'm not a shit bird at all. And then he's doing, he's pulling Costanza and he's doing everything opposite Mm-hmm. There was an episode where George Costanza did everything opposite of his own instincts. Interesting. And instead of being like a crazy sociopath, he was a decent human. <laughs> um, and her question was, she wants to know when should she date someone through the beginning of their mental health journey? I think she suggested <laughs> yes, like maybe yes. he goes into therapy and maybe does some other stuff to like fix him himself. And uh, when do you not? When do you let them go yep. and let them go on this on their own? Right. So. I forget what we said, but here is the update from the caller themselves. Hey, guys. Um, I'm calling with a follow-up. I was on the Brian Simpson episode with good old Rachemeister. Um, I apologize for my rambling message. I was so high. Um, I've gotten help, though, so that's cool. <laughs> um, so anyway, time went by since I sent that message, and I ended up like taking Naomi's advice before I even heard it, and I let him go. I let him go on his journey. And I'm really glad that I did. But Brian read me. I, he re, I made me realize, like, I am scared of someone who checks all the boxes, you know? Like, I'm 26. I have learning to do. I have things to do. I have life to do. And I'm just, like, I'm not as ready as I believe myself to be. So, you know, through some trial and, dare, uh, trial and error dating, after that um, little shindig, um, I'm now officially just taking a long break from dating altogether, and I'm just going to come back to it when I'm uh, more whole and um, feel just more steady. So anyway, thank you guys so much. That piece of advice was, like, very invaluable, and I've been working on it with my therapist ever since. So um, you guys are fucking awesome, and I hope Mabel is great and the cats. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much. Doing the Lord's work, Naomi. Doing the Lord's work. And that Lord, Robin Lord Taylor. <laughs> Future guest on Couples Therapy. Oh, a true dream and a delight. <laughs> um, okay, is there another update? No, we got two. Now we got two comments from okay. Nori Reed's episode. Nori, Do you remember? Nori's app got people talking. Got people talking. Got people, got talking. people talking. She's Reba McIntyre. She gave him something to talk about. <laughs> so if you remember, uh, a woman called in and she just realized she is i don't know about just realized but she has come to realize that she is bisexual oh right she's yes. married and she doesn't know how to talk and about she doesn't know husband. how to tell her husband mm-hmm. all right so we got a couple different suggestions from some listeners here we go hello andy and naomi i'm leaving a message in response to the episode with nori reed absolute icon nori reed in which someone called in to talk about telling their spouse that they are bi And this feels related to something I'm in literal couples therapy for with my partner because she had sort of a similar um, realization, which is that she doesn't feel like 
monogamy is a thing that's gonna work for her as like a human being um and when telling me this it sort of became a multiple year conversation about um why you know and it was weird reasoning and weird excuses to sort of make me feel better about the situation and my advice to this woman is just to be like as open and honest as possible just be like yep i figured this out um you know i i don't know if i wanted to start hooking up with other people um but can't say it's off the table to be honest because i didn't know this whole thing about myself and i might not know how i'm gonna feel about it in a year or a couple years um but like please just like go on this journey with me because if you if you sort of were like, hey, babe, I'm bi, but um, don't worry, like, I'm never going to kiss a girl ever, it is confusing. And then it's like, well, why did you even tell me this? Um, so as honest as you can possibly be hurts in the immediate sometimes, but definitely, definitely, definitely better for, like, his processing. Because I found that when my partner was like, yeah, no, I don't think monogamy is going to work for me, but um, no, uh, I don't need to have sex with other people. Um, I uh, just want to, like, maybe h hang out with them sometime. Like, okay, that's a friend. Like, what are you talking about? This is so confusing. So just cut to the fucking chase, you know? Um, and enjoy. Just cut to the, the fucking, fucking chase and enjoy. enjoy. Well, honestly, that person needs their own podcast. But you don't put that on a mug. Or a pillow. <laughs> hey, does anyone want... So, listeners have suggested... Uh, I forget the person's name, but they suggested a open your hearts, loosen your butts mug. Right, 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 right. For does that have any interest? Does that have any interest? Think about it. Uh, and we got one more. By the way, as we were listening to that, uh, Squee sidled up to Naomi and started uh, picking bits out of his claws. <laughs> and I literally had to move over. I Naomi was, like, was so disgusted. <laughs> All right, we got... Uh, one more. I thought this was fun. Hey, guys. Um, I'm calling to give a comment about the bilingual bisexual. <laughs> um, I have some thoughts on that because I'm mostly straight, but, like, I have, like, bisexual tendencies. And I find, like, the way I like to express them mostly is, like, strip clubs. And it's just a fun, safe environment for, like, a woman to, like, explore her feelings for other women. And uh, and it's a great, I don't know, to me it's like a great date night. I love a first date at a strip club. Because, like, even if, like, the guy is completely boring and fucking useless, which is, like, 70% of first dates with fucking straight men, um, like, I can look around and there's beautiful women and I can just, like, have Luscious come sit on my fucking lap and put her tits in my face. And it makes me happy, even if I'm on a horrible fucking first date. Um, but anyway, in terms of like the bisexual, like that's like just a great place for maybe her and her husband can go and just have a gin and tonic, just like throw some dollar bills on the stage, like get involved, don't get involved, just sit back and enjoy. Um, and she can just really, can really like explore like your feelings as like a woman in that space. I find it like very powerful. But anyway, I love you guys. Um, my butthole Love you guys deeply. Bye. <laughs> is that why you included that comment? Just for the sign off, which is my butthole loves you guys deeply. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. 
I thought the whole comment was funny, but also the Google transcript from the voicemail said, uh, I could have Luscious come sit on my lap and put her kids in my face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that could happen depending on the club you're at. Luscious puts her kids in your face. Hey, is there a strip club where it's bring your children to work day? Oh, lordy, lordy. Mm. Well, well, well. I feel like we've been on a whole episode just before we even got to our guest. Who is our guest? Our guest is the hysterical, the wonderful Jeffrey Self. Jeffrey Self, honey. Comedian, actor. You've seen him on 30 Rock. Shameless. He's on Search Party, the last season of which you can see now on HBO Max. Yes, your girl was the consulting producer. I just came in here for a minute. They're just brilliant. You even heard him on this show back when it was live with Sabrina Jalees. That is so true. He was with us at the Virgil, what, 49 years ago? <laughs> yeah. You know, I forget when we last had a live show. It was before the Beatles had been on uh, Ed Sullivan, so that however long ago that so was. So it was huge. It was yeah. a huge night. Right. Okay. Well, I think without further ado, we are gonna roll it. Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey, you're famously married. Is that true? Famously married. I am. I am married. I have been married now for, yes, uh, not like two days ago was our fourth wedding anniversary. Wow. Was it two? Yeah, two days ago. We went to see the new Scream for it to celebrate. On the first night of Scream, we went to the Alamo Draft House, Ooh. Um, which is always delightful. Yeah. Um, had the margarita pizza, <laughs> had some unlimited iced tea. Um, and, and they, they had like, um, the ghost face masks for free as like a, as a little thank you for coming. But then they did that thing. I don't know if you've ever been to the Alamo draft house, but you can go for like, uh, like special screenings where like someone hosts it and shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they like, didn't tell us that was happening. And then there was this like comic there hosting the thing. And like, so like. Previews have started. We've gone through the entire previews. They've done the, like, turn up your cell phone thing. And then out of nowhere, the full house lights come up. And it's just, like, bright and just, like, so shocking and unsettling. And then this guy is like, oh, you didn't, I bet you didn't know you were coming to one of our interactive screenings. What? And everybody was like, no, we did not, sir. (laughs) And he was like, you'll probably notice you have your screen masks courtesy of Paramount. So now we're going to do photos in the screen masks. So this sold-out movie theater of people who had no idea they were going to have to do that had to do, like, a group selfie with this guy. No. The in, the middle of, in, the, in the middle of Omicron? Yes. <laughs> it was so weird. So you're wearing, like, a full a COVID mask under right. the and screen, screen mask. mask over. It was really not. And you have, like, a, and like, I have, like, a full pizza in front of me. Like, right. I'm about to, like, dive into. And I'm stoned. It was not... <laughs> It was not um, uh, not how I wanted to start the Scream experience on my anniversary of all time. Of all time, but yes, if, um, if they had four any, years. if they had any smarts, they would have put it. The Scream mask would have been also an N95. <laughs> well, honestly, I'm surprised they haven't made that yet. It is. It's weird that at, like at Halloween time, they didn't really like lean into like both a Frankenstein mask and a, a COVID prevention mask. But um, that's what I've been screaming. You've been screaming. Been yeah. screaming where's my Frankenstein combination? Think, Dracula I, N95. I think that's really, that's really what's going to fix this. That's it, what's going to yeah. solve. 
That's gonna, yeah. that's gonna solve it all. I mean, can you really be an anti-masker when people are looking like Frankenstein and Scream? <laughs> yeah. Think about that. I mean, then you yeah. become a Maybe that'll bring over. That'll bring people over who are anti-mask. Oh, for the anti-maskers, look. Now, I don't endorse this, but a Trump mask that has an N95 built in. No, Not that's terrifying. Idea. Not a bad I'm idea. I'm just saying, Naomi, you got to meet people at their level. <laughs> meet them where they are. <laughs> this is not what this podcast is about. We're not here to workshop masks. No, no. <laughs> I, start, I start off, you, you are famously married. Four years famously and a couple days married. now to a Brit. Is that true? To a Brit. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I, I said it as if like, so it's a Brit. So that's yeah. actually... It's actually six years when you really <laughs> when you when you do the foreign exchange rate. Um, but um, we're married. Yeah, we're married for we're married four years in dollars and five years in pounds. But, okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's the pound uh, is weak uh, these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, y'all are married, right? We've been together nine hundred years, yeah. so you know, basically, we're husband and okay. wife. But you know, yes, like that. But and, I need uh, to know: Did you meet your? You're originally from the South, right? Yeah, I'm from Georgia originally. Uh, and actually, my hometown is where the district of Marjorie Taylor Greene, <gasps> which is Ooh. jarring. Her campaign Ooh. headquarters office was like at the end of the road where my parents live, where I grew up. And they were like, she's dri- she like drives through our neighborhood in like a Hummer with like a Trump flag flying on it. Oh. And then we were... Um, uh, Augie, my husband and I were in Georgia in, uh, September or something. And we were in line at like the barbecue place that we always go to. And my dad was like, y'all are not going to believe this, but Marjorie Taylor Greene is sitting right behind us at the bar. And we turned around and she was like fully sitting there. It was just like, it was so eerie. <laughs> and my mom was like, Augie was like, I'm going to go say something. Like I have to say something. And, um, my mom was like, please, we love coming here. They have the best mahi-mahi. <laughs> and so we had to convince him not to say anything. And luckily he did it. Uh, but it was so eerie to be in that in yeah, like that you could space. feel so it. Like a Dementor was there. It got cold. 100%. Cold. And she was obviously like loving, like soaking in. Like half of the people there hated her. Half the people loved her. It was this weird, eerie sort of thing. Um, but anyway, that's, yes, that's where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wait, was it like that when you were growing up? Did her, I mean, her spirit no. infuse throughout the town? Well, the, the crazy thing about her is she's not even from that area. She didn't even live in that area. She had run for office in like four other districts and lost (laughs) and basically picked my hometown because she was like, they're dumb enough to do it here. And turns out they were. And, (laughs) um, but like, I don't think anyone like ran against her. It's all very confusing. Now someone's running against her name, Wendy Davis, who, uh, hopefully will beat her. But, um, she lives in my hometown. But when I grew up there, it wasn't, you know, it was like, conservative my family wasn't like conservative they weren't like aggressive they weren't like super liberal or anything but they weren't it wasn't that and there's like a ton of churches and stuff there and there's like a baptist university there so i mean it's very much got some uh you know evangelical crazy stuff going on but it never was like i never really saw that stuff Mm. but um, you know, it's definitely at the end of the day still a super racist, scary, uh, yeah, backwards kind of place. Was your t- was where you grew up? Was it uh, integrated at all, or was it like a white area? 
and then like black people would be over here. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was Jeffrey's face. It was very that. Yeah. I mean, um, like the when like up until like the nineties, like they had a wet. My hometown is called Rome, Georgia. And there was West Rome High School and East Rome High School. And my mom was talking about it. And then they, like, tore those down and moved all the schools into one big one. And That's I didn't realize. Show. Friday Night oh, Lights. What? I'm sorry, but it's very Friday yes, Night Lights. Yes, yes, it's like that. Yes, it's like that. And when they did, I didn't realize, like, because I was, like, a little kid then. And my mom was telling me, like, when they did, it was, like, a big thing. And I was like, why? And she was like, well, basically, it was segregation still like up until the full like 95 it was like they had to watch all of a different world and then they said maybe maybe we can bring them together it was like fine they're just like us or what if it's just like communication was bad and they're just getting the information about brown versus the board of education (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh shit we should have done this 30 years ago famously terrible yeah (laughs) like the mayor's like fuck i didn't know about this crazy Okay, I love that he's a cartoon. The mayor, <laughs> yeah. that, that voice is a cartoon. But okay, so like, but okay, so you know, you grew up in that world, but obviously you left and. Yeah. Did you have a countdown, by the way? Did you have like your 18th birthday <laughs> circled on a calendar? Basically, you know, like... I mean, when I, I didn't go to, I homeschooled my help, myself for high school. I convinced my parents to let me oh, homeschool wow. myself because I was like, I like knew, like I'd gone to like a really small, like, so there's this like Catholic school, which is like wild that I'm like, that that was the good experience. <laughs> um, but like, there was like, a, it was in retrospect, like totally traumatizing and fucked up and uh, bizarre, but um, it was small and unintimidating, and I had been there since I was, like, in preschool, and so, you know, I was very much the, like, outcast gay kid, but, like, I was, uh, liked, I guess, by, like, it was, I only had, like, 18 other people in my class, so, like, mm. they kind of, they'd known me since I was in preschool, so there was not necessarily this, like, the traditional bullying that comes with that, um, and so then it was, like, time to go to, like, either, there was, like, a big like fancy high school or the big public high high school and both were like really big schools and I was like oh I'm not gonna be able to like just get by with like just 18 people not picking on me (laughs) and I uh convinced my parents to let me homeschool myself and just that because I think they were just so confused by me that they were like sure whatever (laughs) and um I like found like an online program um that you could like it was this was like 2000 2001 was my my when I you're a freshman in high school and oh my god you're so youthful I'm very very youthful um my first day of school was uh, first day of homeschool was uh me sleeping in and my mom calling me from work to be like are you up to do your schoolwork yet? And being like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting up and trying to watch The View, uh, which was ultimately the real reason I wanted to homeschool myself. And I, uh, and then it was 9-11. Like, it was that morning. Yeah. And, um, but so anyway, I, like, homeschooled myself in high school. So, like, I really, like, by basically by the time I was 14, like, didn't live in my hometown. Like, I was, like, okay. just staying at home all day while my parents were at work, Netflix <laughs> disking, just watching movies all day, Uh-oh. watching The View, um, and then when I was 17, they let me move to New York and I, what? yeah. And I, again, I think just cause they were confused and were you an only child. No, I'm the okay. youngest. Oh, okay. Um, but that's also probably why they were a little more relaxed. Cause yeah. it's like, look, and we've done our time. We've totally. raised my brother. My brother is like 20 years older than I am. So by that point they were like, get the fuck out of here. Like they were so like, 
I, I just would just talk fast and like, you know, pitch ideas to them about what I was going to do with my life. And they'd be like, uh, sure, just, you know, go. Um, and so I got out really fast and Wait. never looked back. <laughs> Wasn't that your character on 30 Rock? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, right. Well, he actually had to go back home, though. I never had oh, to right. go back home. I probably should have gone back home for sure, but um, I never, never did. Oh, my God. I forgot. Oh, my God. Get there with just at the bus station. Yeah. So, but, okay, I'm just thinking, though, so you were like, I'm done. And obviously, you get to New York. Ain't even legal yet, but you start dating, honey. Oh, and honey. New York will break you down, okay? Because even as a grown adult, I said, nope. I had like five years in me, and I said, I'm done. I'm Same, done. five years. That's what I did. I did five years, and then I was like, I'm going to die here. Um, <laughs> this is, this is, I'm not going to make it to 30 here. Um, I, yeah, and I was like, 17, you know, coming from Rome, Georgia, not not a, not a lot to to options for a 17-year-old <laughs> gay boy. Um and got to New York. This would have been this is pre-grind, like pre-apps. Like I didn't yeah, I was when I was in New York, I had a flip phone. And so, but then I quickly got some kind of, you know, early, I don't remember what, even what it would have been, some sort of thing that I could do emailing on. And it was all about Craigslist then. Um, uh-huh. And so sidekick. I was like... You had a sidekick. It had to be a sidekick. Yeah, it had to be that. <laughs> and I hit the ground running with having sex on Craigslist. I mean, I was <laughs> a slut. And I'm, so I wasn't... I was like dating like like a like a young New York professional, but like fully a seventeen year old, like still doing my senior year of high school on the internet, oh, um, my pretending to be like a New Yorker. It was very. Uh, How did not... you pay to live? Well, um, I <laughs> the first year I so when I first, I basically the reason that my parents let me move is I wrote a Broadway director, a fan letter. Cause I was like, at the time thought I wanted to like direct theater. And I wrote them this like long letter. I'd seen some of their stuff on like a trip to New York and wrote them a letter and was like, I, this is what I want to do. They wrote me back a letter. And then we became pen pals for like a year. Was this Sondheim? Uh, yeah, I heard he I did wish. write back to people. <laughs> he was, yeah. For that Instagram account, Jesus Christ. Um, and, uh, then this guy, this director, um, basically a year later, was like, "If you want, there's a budget for me to have a personal assistant on this wow. thing I'm about to do. Um, would you want to do it?" And my parents like let me do it. So I had a job for like, and then I like that led to other like assistant work. And my parents were like, "Sure, I guess stay." And then, wow. um, then that stopped, and they were like, "Okay, now it's probably time, you know, for you to come home." Uh, and Did I started. Did the Broadway ma- person want to date you? No. Well, that's that's in retrospect, it's like what a creepy thing. Like <laughs> what? But weirdly, nothing inappropriate ever happened with that person. And I think in retrospect, like I was really disappointed by that because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> this guy was probably like fifty something, but I was like, you know, like. One, I probably was like trying to seduce him, and he was like, <laughs> and I, I think, and in, in, in also now that I think about it, I'm like, was I like, was I just like not desirable? Like I'm now like offended by it, but um, like you never like uh-huh. harassed me. Um, but I was an uh, assistant to a Broadway producer who did have oh, really? a young friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I think this person probably 
had a young a young friend, but um, yeah, I was not the one, and I. I'm sure probably came on strong because I'm sure I was trying to seduce this person. You were like, um, I love your apartment. Can I live here? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I knew what I was after. And, um, but so then like all these, like, like the few months of doing like assistant work stopped and I was like, fuck, I can't go back to Rome, Georgia. And so then I made up other jobs and told my parents that I had oh. like gotten other jobs and I ended up becoming a full-time sex worker for like four years. And, years. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't dating like at the time because I was like, oh, I'm having so much sex for money. Right, right. <laughs> and I was like, by the time when it was like time to like do something for fun or like go on a date, I was like, I'm fucking tired. Like, I'm just gonna, like, <laughs> I want to use some of this money and go see a Broadway musical on me. Um, and, um, and that was at the same time, me and my dear friend Cole Scola, who I'm sure you know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, what we, uh, they and I were doing, uh, like these early YouTube sketches and then we started doing yeah. these like live yeah. comedy things around New York. And then we kind of like started having like a little bit of a following. And then we had this show on logo oh, that yes. was like, oh, that we yes. made ourselves. But that whole time I was like full time paying my rent, paying my life with full sex work. And so it was I thought such... you guys were rich. It's isn't yes, it funny though? Course. Because like when you see I'm like I'm like they're on logo. Everyone's watching these things and it's just so funny because like when you're in it right in the beginning where you're like everyone's a millionaire well, around me. Everyone's a and millionaire. Anything is on TV, you're like, okay, they've got it. They've, they've oh, got it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, totally. You're like, wow, to have that kind of wealth. And um <laughs> Like we would literally like I have all these memories of like go and like going to like someone's hook like hooking up with someone and like looking over and them having like the timeout that there's like a full like interview with us about our upcoming show at the duplex, you know, like in it and being like, oh my god, like this is this oh. weird dichotomy and I pretended to be a uh student at Juilliard. Um my name was Jeff Miller and okay. I was a dance student at Juilliard, which, cause I thought that sounded hot in like, to, yeah. in a listing and it does, but like, I did <laughs> not have a dancer's body. I was going to say, so, did you have a dancer's body? No. And so like, I'd go over and like, there were multiple times where people would be like, wow, you're a dancer, huh? And I'd be like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sort of like mixing it. Like I'm doing sort of dance and drama kind of like, <laughs> it's sort of the first time they've allowed someone to do a hybrid at Juilliard. Um, <laughs> And, uh, but so yeah, that was like my time. So like basically though, in, in New York though, because of that, I wasn't really dating much. Like I, I dated a teeny tiny bit, but Mm -hmm. like I was basically not anytime I had free time, it was just like, I would hang out with Cole and (laughs) be alone or hang out with Cole and, and, and get shit faced on our roof. Um, (laughs) and, um, and did you have like uh, repeat clients who like sort of relation, not regulars. Yeah. 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 And I actually Cole, I mean, Cole's talked about, uh, this, so I can say that in the, Cole talked about it in an LA times article, but, um, Cole was also doing sex work at the time. So we, um, like I would like sometimes share, we would have like the person wouldn't know we knew each other, but we oh, would like yeah. have the person in common. So we had all these like code names oh, for the people, God, so you know, that we would, we would call, like there was a guy we called big baby for, <laughs> for reasons I don't want to get into, but, um, but there, but it was, uh, so it was this weird sort of bonding thing where we had 
So we, I think we, neither one of us were really dating much because we kind of were putting out so much of ourselves in that. And then the rest of the time, we just kind of, both of us wanted to like be together and be traumatized by this experience (laughs) and create comedy together. Um, So I like really wasn't like dating. And then I kind of, I mean, I had like a couple like things, but not really. And then I like escaped New York, like once the, once our logo thing started ending and we were both just so burnt out of like having to work so hard and make literally no money and be sex workers full time that um, I like came to visit LA and was like, oh, it's so much easier here. Like life, you oh, could go to the really? grocery store okay. and like you can be in a car and all this stuff. And and then I got to LA and was like obsessed with dating and became okay. like in an unhealthy uh, addiction to dating. Um <laughs> And in relationships and very codependent, uh, abusive relationships for my first oh, no. few years. It's funny um, how Jeffrey says things. The darker it is, the more he laughs. Yeah. We'll say he's, like, he's abusive, codependent. Abu- oh, these abusive assholes. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I was, I, I feel like, yeah, because like, you know, high school, I obviously didn't date. And then, right. um, and then you get to New uh, York and you do the opposite of dating, which is like yeah. transactional interactions. Trans- 100%. And so then Man, when can I, I ask, like how many yeah. clients like a day or a week? That's a great question. Well, it depended on how broke I was. Like, I think my rent at that time was, I think I paid like $900 a month in rent. Like I lived with like four people and I think I paid that much. And so, you know, I also, we were like, Cole and I were like happening in New York. So we were getting invited to like cool things and like, you know, like go uh, fancy dinners and stuff. But like, you didn't know if the person was going to pay. So it was like constantly trying to like, you know, like, what am I doing tonight? Oh, well, I've been invited to this Broadway night opening. Okay, well, I have to wear a suit, so I gotta... All right, so today I gotta... Yeah, so it's like, I gotta go here. I gotta spend this on an outfit. I got this bill due. I got this bill due. I got this bill due. And um, so the days where there were multiple bills due, there would be multiple gigs, but I was not, and and still not, um, very good at money management. (laughs) So I... uh, There would be, you know, it'd be uh, November 1st, and you'd be like, oh, I gotta get fucking busy. Oh Um, my goodness. And there would be moments of like me, it'd be like me reaching out to regulars, like, hey, what you up to today? Like, (laughs) (laughs) need to have an orgasm? Um, But uh, yeah, so it it, it varied depending on. the uh, amount of uh, desperation. <laughs> but it's sure. so much work. It's the most oh, work the there worst. is. It's like, like we know people say sex work is work. I'm like, honey, it is the oh, hardest is work in this world. Work. I swear. Yeah. As far as I... Sex workers yeah. and coal miners. Those are and I'm not truly. saying that as a joke. I'm not saying that is not a joke. I'm yeah. Like, and, like, and, on, and, and both you are just dying to take a shower after. You know, it's... <laughs> It covered is covered in Oftentimes, yeah. <laughs> so um, much work. Yeah. So yeah. Then so once I finally started like, you know, dating, dating, I wasn't very good at it. For, I was gonna say because because that's what I was gonna ask. As soon as you said you were homeschooled, and what's so funny is because of course, if you just heard the fact of like I grew up in Rome, Georgia, and I was homeschooled, you'd be like, oh, of course, bless his uh, heart, and yeah. then you'd be like. Oh no, I chose that because I did yeah. not want to leave the house. So totally. it's not like, you know, you chose to withdraw a little bit mm-hmm. and like just put yourself, you know, in the safety of home and the view. Yeah. And yeah, you don't get yeah. some of those high school 
that some of that practice. And I mean, I wasn't homeschooled, but I was like a nerd and I went to school with white folks. So like no mm-hmm. boys were checking for me. So like, you know, yeah. I didn't know what hooking mm-hmm. up was or any of that until I was like 19 anyway. Mm-hmm. And then really when I got to New York after graduation is when I started to do it. But then yeah. I was like, oh, it's real different when like, you don't all live in the comfort of a campus because of course, even though college is not necessarily safe, you just assume things because you're all in the same place. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. And then like yeah. in New York, it's like, oh no, okay, this man lives in Queens and I don't know if I should be riding the Q train for this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that ends. I don't know what this um, is. Yeah, totally. I, and yeah, I mean, I mean, I still, I mean, I'm st- still un- uh, uncovering some of that, uh, the uh, things I didn't learn uh, in that in that time now in therapy because I, uh, you know, like oh, yeah, in high school, like I didn't all the only friends I had while homeschooling myself were like middle aged women at the community theater, and you know, like. That those were that was literally my social group where I I'd like hang out with these ladies and they would like pick me up we'd go to play practice <laughs> afterwards we'd like go to Red Lobster and like uh, and yeah. and have calamari and a, and a diet coke <laughs> yeah. and um, <laughs> calamari and a diet coke is so <laughs> rich as it just yes. it has to be like the title of a play <laughs> <laughs> calamari and a diet coke um, and like and like you know talk about their marriages and like so like. I, I, and there, so there was no like people my own age. And yeah. then, uh, so then like, then the New York, you know, kind of thing was basically the same thing. I mean, hanging out with Cole Scola is not unlike having calamari <laughs> and a Diet Coke with middle-aged women. And, um, and, uh, and so like, yeah, there weren't really like these, like a, you know, traditional, you know, growing pains of, of social, of socializing oneself. Uh, into you know the real world, and so it was uh, definitely a clumsy landing, and <laughs> uh-huh. still is to a degree. <laughs> and there was no one else that was out in Rome. There were people. There was one. So there was like when I was like first, like when I was like early high school. There was like one other boy who was like clearly another gay boy in the community theater. And he and I would have these like long, long, heart to heart, in depth conversations all night, only on AIM, and <laughs> then yes. would not even look at each, each other, other. And, uh, yeah. in in real life. Like literally, yeah, yeah, would not yeah, even yeah. look at each other. And um, then I, the community theater, let me direct a play, even though I was like fully fifteen. Okay, and, and this is how you get a job in New York, and this is yes, how you got a job in New yes. York. <laughs> And uh, he was in the play, and then I, like, had to deal with him in real life for the first time ever, and I fired him from the play. (laughs) Why? I forget. He was, like, cutting up in rehearsal. He was, like, not taking it seriously, and I was like, this is real. Like, this is serious. We've got three weeks. Till opening night. This is the glass menagerie. Take it, it seriously. Was literally, it was a Midsummer Night stream. <laughs> he was playing Demetrius, and I fired him in the middle of rehearsal one day, and then I not only directed it, I took over the part. Jeffrey! <laughs> that is hysterical yeah. and, and exactly we, what happens when you let a 15 year old direct right 100 percent. like and then he yeah and so i i don't think i ever spoke to him again and then we but like we would sometimes talk on aim 
Um, and we do now follow each other on Instagram. Okay. And, um, Happy ending. And I'm, and I'm cuter now. I'm much cuter now. <laughs> well, I mean, I bet he's seen you on television. And it's like, oh my God. I, you know. For, for a really long time, I, that, that gave me a lot of pleasure. Yeah. I think I'm. <laughs> I think I'm at a I think I'm at a mature enough place now that I'm over that. But I did just say I'm cuter, so maybe I'm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, he saw you vomiting up black bile on the yeah finale exactly. of search party. <laughs> Spoiler. Okay, we are going to answer some people's questions, but before we do that, I just oh, have t- a quick. I just want to quickly, Augie. Okay, your British lover. My you British found man. your British lover in Los Angeles. LA. Yes. But as you said, you know, you hadn't dated a lot and you are still pretty young. So sort of what I wonder is, how did you know he was the person to marry, given that you had not done a lot of dating, dating? Mm -hmm. And I say that also as somebody who felt the same way about Andy. Like when we got together, I was 26 and I was like, do I know what's happening? Do I trust myself? I don't Mm -hmm. know what's good for me. And now look, 12 magical years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, I had... I'd had one, like, my first, like, long-term relationship was, like, um, three years. And that moved, like, um, outrageously fast. And, you know, young, crazy, um, former sex worker, finally having some independence, um, finds love. Um, And (laughs) this guy was, like, the first guy, he was, like, he, like, looked like a porn star that I would, like, watch on a a porn and was, like, oh, my God, he's interested in me. Oh, my, I can't believe it. And it was not a good, uh, a good and good relationship, but it lasted three years. And um, and then um, and then dating a bit uh, for a while, and then about a year later, I like had like a long distance lover in Australia that I met while doing a gig there, and that lasted for like two years. And it was, but like we saw each other, I think like four times. And, um, but like also the whole time I was doing that fully dating and, um, uh, then though, uh, I met Augie while still dealing with that. And, uh, we met at a brunch, we hooked up in the bathroom and at a brunch, at at someone's house, but still even, even, maybe even more inappropriate. (laughs) And, um, and, That's um, too good. And then, um, but the chemistry was that palpable. Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> then we started. Then that guy was coming to hang. Like literally, it was like coming to hang out. Like two days later, the Australian. Um, yes. Oh and, my god. No, I, he was. I, no, he was very I, good. Exactly. <laughs> I, he was very good about it and was like, "Look, I get it. Like, if we if we hang out again, that's great. But if not, fully understood." We didn't talk, uh, and then we started, like, texting, and the guy, I changed Augie's name in my phone in case the guy went through yep. my text, but I changed his name to Dad for some reason. <laughs> okay, Jeffrey. I know, that's, that's dark. Jerry. The reason I did Dad, too, is even darker, is that my dad, at the time's name, was in my phone still, as daddy, which is so gross. <laughs> I finally, like two years ago, changed that. Um, but um, so then I like in the middle of the, the Aussie visiting, texted Augie because I couldn't stop thinking about him and was like, hey, just so you know, I can't stop thinking about you. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you soon. And then the Australian went through my phone oh, while I was asleep God, of course. and was like, why are you texting your dad? Can't stop thinking about you. Can't wait to see you again. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. 
And then um, uh, he didn't ask me anything about it. And then I started talking about Augie. We went to bed. We like had a big party, drunk, went to bed. And I started talking about Augie in my sleep, which I often oh, talk in my sleep. No. And he woke me up the next morning and was like, who is Augie? And I came clean. <gasps> and then Augie and I started dating, um, basically uh, about a week later. And we started dating and it was just like a really easy, fun just organic thing i i felt like with the other two people i felt very um in different ways uh that i had like dated in a, for a longer period of time like i felt like i i've definitely played a version of of my a different version of myself for for both of those people and i felt kind of immediately with augie that i i wasn't like playing a version of myself mm-hmm. um which also goes back to sort of like the sex work thing of like in the sex work thing what was so easy about it was it was acting it was this right. like you were jeff miller i got to i was jeff miller yeah, i was yeah. a juilliard dancer like <laughs> you know, dance drama the only hi. one to ever combine the only matrix. one to ever get to do it you know like i wasn't some like you know annoying youtube comic you know i was <laughs> i was i was i was prestige i was going to be doing ballet yeah. um and fear and drama um but um and so with you know with him i felt very like he's very silly and stupid like i am and like i felt very um i felt it was very organic in that way and so that very quickly and early on realized that was like i i felt very at ease and not uh, performing and it felt like very new um, and I felt like that was kind of the moment where I was like, oh, this is, this is like the real thing. And so we pretty, I mean, like, like three months in, I think he moved in and okay. we, yeah. And then I think we got, we got married, I think like three years later, maybe. Okay. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so it felt like organic and like. Yeah. Yeah, just like it not comfortable. It was comfortable. Yeah. Like I could be me and like I mean, I think I felt that same way too. And I always yeah. say too, like any relationship I have ever had, it wasn't hard like to get into the relationship, right? No. Like it wasn't like the do I text and will he call and dun 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 uh-huh. you know, like the stuff. Like when it's actually a relationship, it's like yeah. okay, cool, what you wanna do tomorrow? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you're like, Oh, I'm not supposed to, like, try to read his mind. And... No games yeah. and all that kind of silly shit. Yeah. And so I guess that was sort of the... It was one of the first times I'd really felt that. And, um, yeah. And then it worked out. And, uh, and also, like... And then he also, like, when we hung out... When he hung out with my family, it felt very, like, normal. And, he was like, okay every, in Rome. You could take his he you would, could take his British ass to yeah, Rome, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, even though he's like so not that world. Like it, it was like fully down in game in a non-judgmental way and like with my kooky parents and my kooky family and it was like really refreshing and and nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that. I remember being terrified. Well, cuz I was always like I love Andy, but can I take his ass to Detroit with the fam? Mm-hmm. I was like, How's can he handle work? it? How, yeah. Can he handle it? And it turns out you can. You can. And you, I knew it was like, well, it was just so funny because we, so we get there and, you know, Andy's vegetarian, but also my white lover. And every single person kept saying, <laughs> Andy, we have a Whole Foods now. <laughs> we have a Whole Foods. <laughs> and Andy was like, So impressed okay. by that. Yeah, He's yeah. like, sure, whatever. My, like, wherever my, we're going to go. My my uh, Augie is gluten free, and my parents are so obsessed with trying to nail the gluten free, which they never get right. Like, 
My mom would be like, so uh, we know Augie's gluten-free, so we got these, we got whole wheat bread. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Well, okay. Um, And he also loves cider, and they're very into, like, buying always, you know, well, we got him cider, but they'll buy, like, you know, just this, like, some sort of awful, you know, like, bubblegum cider or something that, like, what? you know, no, I mean, not really that, but, but you know, they, something where they just, they're just, just off the mark, but I, it's nice, right. the gesture, the, yeah, and the, they want to, yeah, make him yeah, comfy. Yeah, it's well, such a sweet this Bazooka thing. Joe cider. Delicious. <laughs> exactly. Delicious. Yeah. It's yeah. as hard as Bazooka Joe <laughs> <laughs> bubblegum. You they drew it. himself yes. drink it, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you can't even pour it out of the thing. No, it's you just can't. A, you like lick it yeah. slowly, like a, like a salt tap. Like, yeah, yeah, like oh, a that horse sounds a salt so lick. upsettingly bad. <laughs> Off my rocker. Uh, uh, Jeffrey, this is what a, what a delight. Why don't we take a break and when we come back, we're going to answer some of your advice questions. We'll be oh, back after this. Yay. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea Mm -hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back, honey, with Jeffrey Self, <laughs> here to help you handle your scandal. Now, as you know, we get these DMs, honey. We get them on Twitter. We get them on Instagram. Uh We get emails at Gmail. My favorite, Uh however, are the voicemails, okay? Because when you call in, I can hear that crack in your voice. I can hear the quiver, okay? And so if you guys ever want to ask a question, you call us at 323 
524-7839. There is a two-minute limit, so you've got to That's be good. succinct. Yeah. But I love to know it. I love question. to know everything. Is the B-52 song Rome spelled R-O-M-E? Is it about your hometown? Or is it R-O-A-M? Well, they are from Georgia. But yeah, that's why I asked they're them. from Athens, Georgia, and no, it's um, spelled R O A M. But they're from Athens, which but Athens has B fifty twos and R E M. I yeah. mean, they're pretty, they're pretty oh. cool. Rome, Georgia, just has Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had <laughs> you could have had R E M and the B fifty twos, but instead <laughs> you got a QAnon lunatic. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this first one's a voicemail. Okay. Hi, Naomi and Andy. Okay, so I've never called into a podcast before, so this might be a little rough, but uh, my name is Liesl. I am currently living in Omaha, Nebraska. My partner lives in New Jersey with the rest of our family, and because of my living situation in Omaha, um, my partner and I have to get married in December because I live somewhere where you're not allowed to live together until you are married. Um, it's complicated. Um, it, it's a Catholic thing, but we are both queer. We're not, you know, it's a thing. Whatever. Anyway, so I'm going home to New Jersey in December to marry my lovely partner. Um, and we are doing a, like, quick and dirty um, ceremony at a, like, restaurant or maybe on the beach. Who knows? Like, his brother's just saying some words. We're signing some paperwork. It's a thing. And then in a few years, we're going to have our actual wedding ceremony, right, with all the dancing and the fun and when we can afford it, right, because weddings ain't cheap and we can't throw one together in a couple months. Um, that said, like, our families are, like, all a little weird about it, right, because they are not getting to see us get married. They're, like, yeah. Um, the way they, the way that they want, right? And we we kind of just like separated these two things out. Is like no, 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 no. December is the paperwork date. We're actually getting married in a few years, okay. um, and that sort of thing. So it's a little bit complicated. And like I keep having these like cheery phone calls with his family, super supportive of like everything he does. And my family's like got a little bit more tension. Basically, he was raised in a healthy household, and I was not. But <laughs> regardless, <laughs> they're all lovely, and they're trying to understand and make this work. And it's just not clicking with some of them. We're like, this is just paper to work. Don't stress about it. Don't pour too much money or thought into it, whatever. And they're like, but our babies are getting married. And I don't know. I was just wondering if you have some advice on, like, getting other people to, like, separate those two things out or, like, what we can do to make that process easier for them. We've taken a couple steps. Um, but just wanted to see if you had any advice on that. So, yeah, I'm hoping it didn't sound like a hot mess. It felt like it was. Anyway, love your pod. Um, listen to it all the time. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Okay. All right. We're a little late on this. We're behind. We're late. We it's did, already happened. We <laughs> batched. Look, we batch recorded all of our December. Oh, okay. yeah. So, so, so she but, already. She already. Yeah. She already did the. They already did the thing. Yes, yeah. but but the question wasn't about the wedding itself, but about how to deal with the parents. So I thought yeah. that was still yeah. worth evergreen. Yeah, truly yeah, evergreen. Still worth talking about because there might I'm so still confused be. By the, do you have to be? Married in Omaha to live together? I'm so confused. Well, that's what I don't understand. Yeah. I was like, what is going on in Omaha? <laughs> I know. <laughs> is there <Christ>. like, <laughs> it's like 2022. Is there like a Catholic bishop with like a shotgun walking around <laughs> making sure everyone I mean, really? Is... And I, yeah, I uh, I mean, oof. Yeah, that's, I, w- I mean, that's intense. Um, I was very lucky when we got married because both, I feel like neither my family nor Ari's family were like, 
that interested in like weddings at all oh, like, okay. they, were, they were all kind of like eh, okay we'll be there i guess <laughs> you know they, they neither one were all that ex- like excitable and um yeah. both my family and my parents and augie's parents who all, both of our sets of parents are, are still married which is uh, unique um <laughs> but uh neither of them had had like big weddings like my parents their their wedding was really small it was their both of their second weddings uh, both of their second marriages. Um, so they um, kept it really small. Uh, and Augie's family got married. Augie's parents got married when they were quite young and were like broke artists and kept it very small. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was lucky that they had no sort of expectations on yeah. um, what, you know, what to, you know, what it was going to be. Um, and they certainly weren't offering to pay for it. So <laughs> I uh, was not... Yeah. Um, we weren't that uh, interested in, in keeping them, uh, getting their approval on anything. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that's so hard because like all that's all coming from from love, right? Like they just want to be a part of it. They want to, you know, the, the whole thing is like our babies are getting married, you know, like that's that's so sweet. And I guess the only thing I would say is like just you have to try your best to keep them in in the know of every step along the way and like of the actual planning just to make them feel seen and make them feel like they're seeing a glimpse of something um that's part of it but that they don't have to see like the whole picture like they don't need they don't need the whole meal but they can have like some they can taste some bites from the meal (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's funny because it's like when people are like oh my god you're getting married and they like people when you can't help but make a to-do even Mm -hmm. though it's like Literally, we're just signing some documents so that we can live together in Omaha. It's like, again, still don't understand. Um, yeah. But but they're like, but the paperwork, like, I guess for them, the paperwork is the celebration, which is which is mm. why to me, then it would, the, the thing you could do then is saying like, okay, if y'all are excited, why don't we have a little dinner party afterwards? Yeah. And it's like just us. Because I feel, because I've, I think the tricky thing is, right, when people are all so frantic about weddings, it's like, we have to invite so-and-so, and and what if someone finds out and then thinks they weren't included? And then, you know, those are, like, all the layers to it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, let go of your expectation of what this event is supposed to be, because that's more about them than about what you want. And that's what's so annoying about weddings, because people are always like, it's your day. And it's like, well, actually, you end up worrying about everybody else. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is. I mean, weddings are the world's day. It's the worst. yeah. I mean, like we were originally when we got married, we were like, okay, we're gonna do like something in the backyard with like fifty people there. Cut to it was like in a full event space, <laughs> way more expensive than we expected. I think two hundred and fifty people were there. Oh um, gosh. only like one hundred and fifty RSVP'd. So I don't know what the fuck happened. <gasps> what? what? Yes, that's yeah, a nightmare. That's, that's a nightmare. Also, though, that might be our fault. Like we are <laughs> shitty planners, and like we. Like we did like a paperless post and then we were like, I don't we forgot how to log in, you know, kind of thing. We were like <laughs> both of us are like are really not good at that. And so we were like and like and it was like time to like get the invite list. And we're like, I don't remember where we put it, you know, it was that kind of thing. And like, like we ended up hiring a wedding planner and they were like gonna have a door person at the thing and he was like, So can you just like give us a list of the RCPs? And we were like, uh okay like we had a version of it but it was a it was a full disaster but regardless like yeah i mean a wedding it does but then it ends up being we were good at like keeping it like we had a good fucking time like did you have food for all the extra people that showed up 
We did because we did like food trucks. Oh, and really we didn't do that. like we were not going to do like a cater like yes, thing. We just yes, did like yes, food trucks, yes. and that was great. Um, and so then it was it was fine. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody expects so much, but I feel like I mean, I we didn't have to say that to anyone. Like this is our thing. Mm-hmm. I felt like we were lucky that both of our families felt very much like this is their thing, and I think. I mean, I think oftentimes that comes with 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 queer weddings, maybe especially mm-hmm. with like old fashioned parents, you know, who are like, I'm already so confused <laughs> that like go for it. Um, so I feel like there was a little bit of that for for us that was mm-hmm. that we were lucky with. But I mean, I don't think there's it's there's always going to be people expecting it to be about them you know like yeah. uh and you know there's i guess you have to figure out a gentle way to be like this isn't about you this is about me <laughs> from a place of love but like also back the fuck up <laughs> yeah i want to throw in a, a complication though that um mm-hmm. i wonder if if this is also happening because this is like two years into the pandemic right mm-hmm. uh and i know that like my parents um uh, when like like say Naomi's in a TV show or something like that, that we mm-hmm. think is like, she just has like a part, like a little moment, yeah. like you a little I mean? moment, Your girl's like, under five, <laughs> like whatever, sure. like, like we know it well, it? <laughs> <laughs> episode eight of search party, uh, season yep. five, right. Or whatever. And we just think it's like, great whatever, work whatever. by the way. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, it was very good. Love that scene. <laughs> and they think it's like a big deal. Right. And, right. and they get a little bit annoyed that we didn't tell them this is happening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. And I wonder if there is some me- like, hey, the last two years, last uh, many years has been <laughs> yeah. a little bit hellish and depressing. And any chance there is yeah. for some kind of excitement, I think mm. people really are like, not not just like uh, uh, parents, but everyone, but especially yeah. parents, parents yeah. in this sense, yeah. where it's like, yeah. oh, my kid's getting married. I know, like. I, who knows what's going to happen in the future? We have this yeah. thing that's happening now, and I know it's just paperwork. What like? And I I think they're they're um for the caller maybe understand, maybe try to understand. Maybe that maybe that's not actually a concern, but maybe it actually. But maybe that is what your parents are feeling. Yeah, and totally. so to give them something. Is yes okay? The wet. I do think that the wedding should be for you, and I, I know that like as Naomi and I are, have been planning ours for Seven, uh, the eight, last couple eight. decades. <laughs> for decades, yeah. Since uh, Nixon since Friends went off the air, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that I that it a lot of it has been, and, and the delay has been um, being annoyed with their what they want and trying to add that in, but. I think in the last uh, couple of years, try to give <laughs> our parents something uh, nice to look forward to. Right. Uh, yeah. As we enter the conversation. And yeah. so I wonder if there is something, this is a dumb, this is a very dumb idea, but maybe it sparks something, but like the paperwork, I know this is already signed and stuff like that, but maybe you can have an artist create like a nice, like in Judaism, there's a ketubah, right? Mm-hmm. And an artist creates like a nice little, uh, marriage contracty thing. It's like a piece of art. Maybe mm. you can do something like that to give your parents, mm. so That's that lovely. it marks the occasion in some in a special way. Yeah, they can hang or, it out. Yeah. Or maybe there is some kind of like special thing. And again, I know it's just paperwork right now. Maybe 
there is something beyond like a, a nice dinner because this is mm-hmm. already passed at yeah, this yeah, point yeah. that you can do a piece of art or something mm-hmm. that you can commission to give them that commemorates it or even just like a day out at Six Flags. <laughs> something right. outside. Yeah. Something outside safe for mommy. Yeah. I Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think like also like, I mean, if it, this is already passed, but like, you know, like doing... Like, if you took pictures that day, like, making it into some kind yeah. of little book or something for them yes. that, like, that maps out what happened that maybe they weren't a, a part of, so, but you they can, can show, show them, friends. yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it all comes from a place of just wanting to, to be included. But, yeah, I think you're right. There is something to, like, these kinds of things that in the past few years mean even more because we're so starved for, for special things. Yeah. Like, like I, you know, like for example, like I didn't go home, like I wasn't going to go home for Christmas this year, you know, like I, we'd been traveling so much and we were like, like to Augie's parents, like if you want to come to us, great. And they did. But to my parents was like, I'm not coming to Georgia for Christmas this year, but I went uh, for Thanksgiving and, you know, we, we did some Christmas festivities in place mm. of Christmas, you know, and I feel like that's a version of that thing because, like, the weight of these, like, silly things that we've made into special days um, that are ultimately just another day um, that are, that you want to experience for yourself and you and your partner, um, that you do have to include the people you love in some form, but just figuring out what the, what the form is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that book idea. Uh, yeah. uh, my sister and I made a book for our parents 45th wedding anniversary oh, that nice. had and we asked all their friends to like send in pictures or reminiscences oh, cute. it was very cute and they were very into it but it was yeah it was like so sweet Cause, again because they've been together so long right so that's like yeah, all these people they're like remember that time we went to alaska in 1990 and i'm like wow oh, y'all nice. came around and that is beautiful well it's also like then you probably them. you probably find out stuff about them you didn't know like yeah that's oh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty on game. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that checks out. Um, uh, do you have time for one more? Yeah, I'd love that. All right. Here's another voicemail. Hi, Andy and Naomi and potential guest. Um, I love the show so much. I am calling uh, from my car for reasons that will become apparent, hopefully. Um, so I, I was just it's listening the to the episode that you had um, to raise money for Maybelline. I'm glad that she's feeling better. And I heard that you helped the person with the leaves in their yard. So I'm wondering if maybe you can help me. Um, I recently moved to a new city. I live in a beautiful, beautiful old building. But um, the problem with that is that there's no insulation between any of the floors. And it's very loud. And um, a couple just moved in above me. And they seem like perfectly fine people, except for the fact that they have very, very loud sex 100% of the time. Um, (laughs) I work from home. I'm often on Zoom. Um, I'm having meetings. I'm doing phone calls. I'm a journalist, so I'm always on the phone. I am sometimes taping TV segments. And frankly, (laughs) I'm scared that people will be able to hear the moaning and the raucous uh, banging coming from above me. You know, I, I am... I would consider myself sex positive. I'm happy for them. Um, you know, going to town at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, God bless. But it's starting to affect my mental health because I just have no idea. I can't predict 
when it's going to happen. Um, I've already confronted them a couple times about the noise. The first time I was really probably too nice and I just said, hey, you know, I have a big call coming up, so if you guys could keep it down. And they were on their way out already and they were like, oh, so sorry. Um, but it kept happening and one night they were kind of running down the steps in the building and making lots of noise, oh. echoing. And I, I, like a bat out of hell, flew out of my room and was like, hey, you guys make a lot of noise. Like, can you please watch yourself, especially when you're coming and going from the building? Uh, but I have never explicitly talked about the sex. So what should I do? Hope you guys can help me. I really don't want to be a bad neighbor, but I'm losing it. Thank you both so much. Bye. Okay. Um, let me first quickly. <laughs> it's so stressful. The lot. So we we put out a live show around Christmas that we had done earlier in the year, and one of the advice questions was about someone had dumped oh, leaves yeah. in a neighbor's yard, and they <laughs> thought, and the neighbors thought that the caller did it, and they were trying to figure out how to like tell the neighbors that it wasn't. It wasn't me. It, it was, was the other neighbor. It was but like our, I don't. Want it was to our other. Fight. It was our other bad neighbors. <laughs> and then, right. Uh, was, so that was that. That's that one. So uh, how do you tell your neighbors that their uh, very loud. loud sex is showing up on? Uh, new, I'm being interviewed now about <laughs> about the economy, about uh, modern <laughs> monetary theory, or whatever. Oh, about should yeah. We, should we mint a trillion dollar coin? And you can hear someone yelling. I'm going to come in the background. Yeah. I'm so bad with like neighbor stuff. Like I'm so where, where, where we currently live, like we're kind of like our house is sort of like up sort of kind of like looks down onto the street, but like there's no real trees in our front yard. So they're, we're very exposed mm-hmm. and all our, our neighborhood is very chatty and it's like a circle. And so everybody, and everybody walks their dogs and there's just like a lot of, if I'm sitting there having coffee and reading a book every morning, they, they, everyone wants to stop and talk. And I am so not good at like <laughs> boundaries with that. Yeah, like, and being like, uh, hi, good morning. And I'm going to go back to my book now. Like I feel like I could be a lot of codependency clearly. And so <laughs> I um, feel like I have to uh, engage and give them a show. Uh, oh. And um, I, so I, 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 I get that, like, kind of, how do you, how do you, uh, put up that boundary with um, with your neighbors. I mean, I personally am not good at confrontation, so I probably would write a note <laughs> and like a nice note, a nice note. But uh, that's so icky. Like, I know that like that's a thing in LA where like people will leave like notes on your car if you like if you block them or something. Oftentimes, they're quite pass- passive aggressive and and mean. But I think there's a way to do that in a nice, gentle way that's not judgmental not accusatory mm-hmm. uh and not passive aggressive but direct um <laughs> that's a lot but, of <laughs> a lot of variables <laughs> yeah. so uh, i'm not gonna help you with that but good luck no um but i think that like uh, yeah but uh, <laughs> You have to say something because... But, she, but the problem is they've already said something twice and that yeah. is what's tricky because you've already, especially that second time and again, like we weren't there so we're just hearing your version of it. Yeah. But if you literally came out and was like, could you mind yourself when you're coming and going? That, yeah. yeah. Like, that to me was was the thing that I think put a uh, a rat in the stew. Yes. Would like you, it's hard would, to come in again. Yeah. 
like if they're I don't remember if they're above or below, but above, like would yeah. you, uh, would you hit the ceiling? Would you like actually do something to be like stop like that what, like kind the, of thing? Mister, oh, like a broom Hangle kind of thing. Yeah, 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 like that yeah. yeah, I would do that. And we had our our first apartment here in LA. We lived below a twenty four year old YouTube musician who oh I still hate to this day. Oh yeah, and he was just I, smug. I, I don't even know him, but I hate him just Ex- just by their bio. Oh, just like he was like real smug and like. And I remember the first time I heard this music, and it was like a Sunday morning. And I remember just like I got up, I said I ain't gonna put on no bra because I want him to see that I have been inconvenienced. I showed up at the door with the head wrap on. Okay, uh-huh. and I was like, okay, what's going on? You know what I mean? Whatever. And he was like, and then he was like, well, because you know, again, he assumed you know you have all those fucking instruments. He's like, well, what did you hear? And I was like, like a keyboard and a guitar. And then he was like, it was a sitar. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, that's the and, least of my worries. And it was like, and so it was like kind of like just letting him know what's up. But then it never really changed. He would have like a full-on band practice. I love the idea oh, that his shit. problem was you didn't identify the instrument. <laughs> the instrument. Yeah. Uh, it was a dulcimer. <laughs> yeah. Ignorant. Ignorant. <laughs> well, this is what I mean about being like such a little punk, like smug 24-year-old. Because it was like, I, even him going, what did you hear? I was like, why are you quizzing? Noise? Basically, exactly. He yeah. wants to know like if it was really him. You know what I mean? Versus uh-huh. something else I was hearing. And it was just like. My dude. Identify you know. the genre, and I'll tell you if it was us. There was one time. <laughs> didn't you say there was one day he like kept playing the same riff from a song called Day Tripper? <laughs> the Beatles song? Okay. You know, I don't know. I'm not familiar with their oeuvre. Um, and you were like, he keeps playing Day Tripper over and over. He kept playing the bass. I think he had an upright bass, and it sounded like he kept playing. <laughs> yeah. But so, that, but again, right? That was before. We're talking about a work from home life now. You know what I mean? Like well, this yeah. was 2017, like, 2018. Now it's like, oh, it's real important that my. Well, home I think is now you're allowed to say something. I yeah. mean, I I would feel weird about like a third time having to to give some sort of like, please stop. But I think I would just I I would probably go with a note, and I would probably think about it and overthink it, and probably write like about. 45 drafts of it before I actually committed <laughs> pen to paper. Uh-huh. But um, I... That sounds like me emailing literally anyone. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drafts. I just, I I think I would leave a note. I do. Yeah. I, I I think, but, uh, but I also with, with that... I, with a gift. I would say the note with like maybe a little gift card to whatever your nearby coffee shop Oh, that's is. nice. Or like a yeah. little, I would say like normally, like, oh, a bottle of something, but it's like you don't know who drinks, people are yep. gluten-free, you don't want to make something. So yep. just like a little gift card that's just like, hey guys, I hate to be a real Mrs. Roper. Totally. Your beautiful lovemaking is What about a, a gift awful. basket of various lubes and... <laughs> <laughs> or um, or mouth or gags for for the mouth. Yeah, ball gags. Oh yeah, what about yeah bondage gear like a get mask and some ball gags and stuff like that to be like, hey, maybe you want to do this instead. I mean, and it'll be quieter. Yeah. And it'll be quieter. And then what is what is really her? What is their option? Is basically like, would you take a right. sound blanket and put it up on your ceiling? Like, what could you do to muffle them? I don't know. There's yeah. anything you really do in an old building. I know, like and especially if you're having to record things like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, to, look, I, I'm gonna throw a wrench in this because I got a, a slightly different idea. But if you're talking about soundproofing, 
Get like the egg crate things that you do in like music studios, yeah, and, but, maybe put, and maybe line your ceiling with that. You can put those on the ceiling, and maybe that'll help dull the but sound. But she's got egg say, crates on her ceiling. <laughs> no, it's not egg crate. It's like the it's like the. Um, I know what you mean. <laughs> I, 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 I know. I know. What, yeah, I know what I, on my ceiling. I don't know. I mean, our ceiling's pretty dull. I don't think it would be that bad if we had oh. to. But uh, but here's the thing. I don't think it should be a note. I think she should go in person. Bring a baked good, not home baked, because yeah, no one's gonna trust that. Because when people give yeah. me home baked stuff that I don't really know, I think it's yeah. poison. I just throw it out. Absolutely. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's poison. Even, yeah. even people I do know, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. So um, go in person, get a, a baked good from the get a sheet cake from Kroger's, <laughs> not Kroger's. It's cheap as it gets. Exactly. Go to Ralph's. Okay. Okay. She cake from Ralph's, uh, and uh, or whatever, right? And then go and say, like, "Hey, so here's the real deal, which is I'm a journalist and I'm interviewed a lot, and the sounds of your lovemaking or your no, intimacy or whatever, whatever euphemism yeah. you, you feel comfortable <laughs> with is actually showing up on the news. Kind of funny, but also it makes it it's weird. And I was wondering if we could, if I could let you know when, like, make a compromise. If I could let you know when I'm going to be taping stuff, or I'll chip in for a rug, if because it's now going to be our rug. I mean, or, yeah. some way, like, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt your fun. I, I don't want to. I am sex positive. Whatever. However, you want to phrase this, right? Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to. Uh, uh, I would uh, never tell someone not to make love. Right. I don't want to be a wet blanket. But we could actually use a wet blanket on the floor. Have you thought of it? Have you thought of it? And maybe that is the best way. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because you think in person, because you think in writing, like it's hard to tell like the inflection and And sort of the vibe. And I think saying the actual like, I'm taping stuff for the news. And I, and it, that's, that's the sticking point. And then otherwise, like, otherwise you're in a building and you have to get along with other people. I say where, uh, when you're not taping stuff, where earbuds and play yeah. music i guess i guess so yeah ear- i mean when you're not working yeah uh, that's i mean which sucks but it's like yeah. it's just sort of yeah. part of it i mean i we lived in a, the last apartment building we lived in was um our dog just hated our neighbor and anytime she would walk by it would just go nuts and you know we tried everything but it, well, at some point we had to just be like okay we're just gonna like give her things to make her <laughs> try to like us more and that was sort of the the compromise until we moved out <laughs> our dog yeah our downstairs neighbor's dog uh you know whenever he hears anything he barks you know like he hears yeah. the key my key coming in the door opening mm-hmm. yeah. he starts barking then that makes our dog start barking uh-huh. and yeah. especially the morning where i'm like i ain't got time for this yelling like i'll uh-huh. just literally be like let's go mabel please don't engage yeah. please all shut up yeah <laughs> totally yeah. maybe your dog recognized something evil in your neighbor that's true and so too. that was like well was i mean i wasn't a big fan of her so i mean <laughs> I, he might have been picking up on uh, I mean, she was a healer if that tells you anything uh, um yeah it was a very la situation <laughs> healer heal thyself that's what yeah. i say yes honey yeah. oh yeah jeffrey yeah. jeffrey um, jeffrey you're jeffrey. y'all are jeffrey. delights jeffrey jeffrey, jeffrey. you're delights <laughs> you're a delight we're so grateful yeah you I'm came so on the show to be on your show um and uh great great work on the season five of search party Thank you. You too, sir. It was, it was How fun. such a good, good season. I couldn't so believe great. it all came together because it's such a big, yeah, when they were like, crazy. we want to do a zombie apocalypse. It was like, I know. Uh, it's crazy. Now I got to ask. Guess it, 
That little kid. Uh, is he truly evil? Oh, my evil? God. He was so good, right? He was so he, good. He's so good. I, I mean, it was one of his first things, too. I mean, I think he's done, like, some small stuff and done a little bit of theater and stuff, but... I think he lives in Chicago. Um, oh he was so sweet, so like smart, precocious, uh -huh. you know, um, all the things that you can sort of see on uh, that from him on camera. But he was so so sweet and so good, and um, steals every scene he's in. Mm -hmm. Did you feel protective of him, being that you were playing the father? I mean, obviously he's an evil, scary child in the show, but Kinda. like, was there this sense of like, because I don't know, whenever I see a child actor, I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. I want you to well, stay pure. <laughs> 100%. Well, luckily, like, I think like his mom, you know, obviously his like parent was, one of his parents was always on set and his mom was like immediately, you could tell was like really cool and like so not into uh -huh. show business and was like, kind of like out of her element and felt very like I'm here for my kid, but I don't want to get involved in any of this shit. <laughs> and once you see that, you're like, Oh, you're fine. Like yeah, yeah, you, yeah, I've yeah. been, I've, I've worked with kids before though, where you see the opposite and it's like really genuinely disturbing. But with them, it felt very, uh, really positive. And like, I want, I tried to be like, I wanted to like be a child actor when I was a kid and like, would like beg my mom to like drive me to Atlanta to like yes. you know an audition if I read about it in the paper, and um, she was very like I don't want to be doing this and like <laughs> yeah. I I felt that way from his parent that was like very supportive but like this isn't for me so there was mm -hmm. no like you weren't worried about some sort of weird you know giving the kids speed to keep them awake right, or anything. Right, right. Classic pills, child, child star. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Exactly. Um, but he was so great. I feel like he'll be a big superstar. He, we, we did like a cast and crew like screening thing a few weeks oh, ago. Oh yeah, he, I heard. So he, he came in a, in a full pink tuxedo and he was so adorable. Oh. And watched the whole season. I was like, I can't imagine like watching. Six whole hours. Yeah, exactly. Hours. And yeah. also like some, like anytime there was a sex scene, I was like, I, I I cannot imagine being the parent watching this with my child right now. But he was very smart and seemed to really enjoy it. So yeah, oh, that's um, so good. Um, but yeah, he was great. The next Leo DiCaprio. The next Leo. We'll see him in Don't Look Up Two in, in twenty forty one when we're all living on another planet. <laughs> uh, all right, Jeffrey, right. you're the best in the game. All right, you're Thank fabulous. Thank y'all so much for having me. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card.
Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com